everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Thank you and welcome to the program. This is the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Maddie Rose and today we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you're probably like, that doesn't really entail, you know, too much detail on what we're going to be talking about. But I'll get into it right now. So (laughs) that's better. But anyways, so I know we just got past our Labor Day weekend, which is why it's like, oh, we're back in the studio. So we got to get back into the swing of things. Even though it's been a week, it feels like a long time. Maybe that's because I'm, like, still making up schoolwork. So every day I'm like, am I finished yet with, like, making stuff up? I should be finished this weekend. So woohoo! Almost there. Yay! Clap, clap. <laughs> Mainly because Bruce just did little claps. Yeah. I know you can't see it, but I did. So there you go. Anyways, so going into what we're talking about today, I'm going to be referencing a lot of topics from like Glamour magazine, but then we're just going to have like a variety show again. So it'll be a fun show, I assure you. But anyways, let's just get into that then. So we'll start from there. And then by like the end of the show, I'll talk a little bit about the Emmys and then like exciting news with that because you're probably like, man, you just randomly pulled out, you know, Emmys stuff. What, what does that entail? Wink, wink. So (laughs) I'll tell you though. So anyways, going into like fall trends and I love going through these because I kind of look at it and say, if it was me like looking at the fall trends, would I follow that trend or would I pass it or what would I do? I just think it's good because just because there are trends in the fall doesn't mean that you necessarily have to follow them. And for me, I don't most of the time, but sometimes I do. So it'll be interesting to see what we find today. And then we'll also go over shoes. And if you remember from my past shows, I did like the most expensive shoe top 10 list or something like that like craziness just craziness about it but it was kind of interesting to see what it was like but um these shoes aren't as crazy but it's mostly just like the style of it so into like this fall fashion um they said one velvet's in and I've never been a big wearer I guess I could say wearer I never wore too much velvet is that a better way to put it grammatically correct but I've never worn there we go. I've never worn as much velvet before. So I don't know if I would necessarily have something to pick out of my closet that's velvet, but I'm all about being cozy in the fall, especially when it starts getting cooler. And yes, I promise you it does get colder in Arizona. It's not 100 degrees year round. Although sometimes we all feel like that and not necessarily saying that like, oh, in Arizona, you know, it gets super, super cold because as I tell everybody, you know, I'm kind of a baby when it comes to the cold because just thinking about like the other states like they said maybe like at the end of September it starts snowing but we don't necessarily start getting to cool off as much until like October November that's when you really start noticing it right now we're still into like the hundreds and then 90s like today was actually a pretty good day and now in the afternoon it's a little bit more sunnier so it's not all that bad But yeah, so I'm all about like the cozy, comfy clothing during the fall time because that's the best time to wear it. And to be honest, you can totally get away with it too because it's not like a thousand degrees outside and you can't pull out your favorite coat or sweater, you know, necessarily. I do wear a sweater outside though, which I'm kind of crazy for because it's cold in my school and then I don't feel like taking my jacket off. So I just wear it outside and it's kind of weird because it's like a hundred degrees outside, but 
that's beside the point. But anyways, so number two on that list, they said that coats are huge. So I am a big follower of coats. I love my, I think they call it like a pea coat. And it's like a big, just neutral so it's either like black or gray or white typically. But I have a big black pea coat and I just love it so much because it's a really nice event coat, I think, because I wear that to a lot of my events. And it's also very nice to just top it off to any outfit because then, I don't know, you're just kind of, you're warm. You're definitely warm. So you don't necessarily have to worry about that. I know when it was like in the November area, I think it was, we wore like cocktail dresses and they were one-sleeved. So there was one long sleeve and then the other was just kind of like sleeveless and it was a short cocktail dress and it's sequins and keep in mind like it's 50 degrees outside and to us that's a lot colder. So I was very cold but then that day I had that pea coat. I'm like oh savior the coats. So just a good tip too. And then another thing is they said you can totally rock sneakers and I'm a big sneaker wearer at school. I feel like that's all I wear to school is like Converse. I, I, Vans are pretty cool too, but just personally for my preference, I like Converse. I've always been a big fan of those. And the funny thing about it is like, I've literally, I still have my Converse from seventh grade. And the scariest part about it is that I can still fit my foot into it. So yeah, it's kind of weird, right? But I do it anyways, <laughs> just because I have like so many little memories on my shoes though. Cause I write on them like at the end of every year. So it's nice to still have that, but yes. And then Speaking of sneakers, I know I'm going off topic very early in the show, which is totally welcome, I guess, because we're pretty used to it by now. But we are going into the mall one day and we saw this shoe store and I've never been this shoe store before. But then I saw like some 49ers gear and like sports gear. And I was like, oh, I just want to go check that out. So I went inside and then come to think like they have some really nice shoes there. So I'm like, oh, well, I can't just not look at them. You know, I'm right here. It's like steps away. So I'm like, yeah, I could spend like five to 10 minutes in there. We weren't in there for five to 10 minutes, but, but <laughs> I got to look at them anyways. So then I'm going past like all the shoes and then I come up to these sneakers and I've seen so many people wearing Nike sneakers and you're probably wondering, you're like, Maddie, you don't have a pair of those. I'm like, no, I don't, you know, but I was looking at them. They're so light. I'm sure that's the point of it, but I've just never like owned a pair before, but now I would really love to possibly own a pair because it's great for working out and I hear a lot of people actually like wear them on a daily basis and they're just an all around nice versatile sneaker if you know you're not wearing like Vans or Converse. So maybe this is more like for working out and stuff, but I would love to have that, especially for events where it's like we're really working and doing that stuff, then that'd be good. So let's see about that but yeah that was just one of the things and the reason why I thought of that too is because in the magazine there is a picture of Nike sneakers so it wasn't completely off topic <laughs> I was somewhat on there on there somewhere but going more into like the shoes and stuff like that I'm kind of like trying to find it but I hear boots are really in that's one of the things too I'm a big boot wearer I think in the winter time but still I go to my sneakers too so we're kind of all over the place in that in that sense too but yes yeah, so I have that and I really love brown boots black boots are good too but I just find myself wearing the brown boots more often and they have really nice boot like styles they have everything from like low rise to high rise like I don't know how to describe it 
I don't know the the correct wordings of it at the moment, but there's many different types of them, bottom line, and I find myself wearing that. So that's another like trend, I would say. And I actually can't find the page, which is totally fine. But one of the things I remember, I told you guys this before, and it's just kind of funny to me, which is why I wanted to bring it up. So they said that like you can get away with wearing like exotic footwear. Like that's their wordings choice that they use in Glamour magazine, like exotic footwear, if you would like, which means like exotic pattern. So like you can have more prints and things of that sort. But then again, I saw snakeskin like shoes and I was like, man, it's coming back again. And funny story with that too. Like you guys all know that I'm not a big fan of snakes and just like this snakeskin thing, I can't wrap my head around that really. And I don't find myself wearing that too often, mainly because it just, it just scares me. Like it's not that I have anything against it. Like I think people can definitely pull off snakeskin. I've seen it before and I'm like, man, that actually looks really good. But then once I like try to put it on myself, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know? But we were in Orlando, and I'm going back to another story, but it just reminds me of, like, this whole this whole thing. And I don't remember what story we were in. But anyways, we walked in, and we see, like, a whole bunch of cute clothes, and they're on sale. So we're like, oh, we're attracted to that already. So we walk over there, and I'm looking around, looking around, looking around, and I don't really find anything. So I'm starting to, you know walk around and see if I could find something different and I'm not really like paying attention to like my sides or anything like what's on the sides of me I'm just kind of looking like what's in front of me overall and I like I was looking at something I'm like oh man that's really cute you know and then I turned around and I like ran into the snake skin the snake skin aisle and I'm like what is this and I was freaking out my mom's like you need to calm down it's just snake skin and I'm like oh I just can't wrap my head around it and then as soon as I walked past it some lady was like man these are really cute and I'm like I'm sure they're really cute you know but I just oh my fears <laughs> I just can't wrap my head around it so in terms of like the exotic footwear I don't think I'll be finding myself wearing any of those this fall or future falls right now so yeah so that's just a funny little tip and if you didn't know before and this is the first time that you're listening to me or maybe you just didn't tune into that show yes I'm afraid of snakes (laughs) so yeah oh look I found the page okay but yes it says the exotic footwear and you can go anything from like patterns but the biggest picture on there is a pair of snakeskin boots but yes but we'll go into more of that and then some other things in Glamour Magazine, which I find really cool. But let's take a break for now. I'm Maddie Rose, and you are listening to The Fame Game. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Hey, and welcome back to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and let's continue our conversation about some fashion. I said that really weird, but whatever. (laughs) I was just talking about snakes on the break with Bruce, and it's like, I thought you were afraid of snakes. Yes, I was talking about all my encounters with them and how I've had some misfortunes with that just terrible little things like bring the zoo to school day and then it's like they bring out a fluffy bunny at first and you're like oh this is so cute and then like the little kid that I am I'm like is there a zebra no (laughs) there's not a zebra but there's a boa constrictor to fill the spot of that and then I'm like um yeah 
at that point, that's I think that's where it primarily developed my fear of that. But let's not relive that, though. <laughs> so then, anyways, getting back into the fashion of the shoes. So they also have, like, lots of black and white trends. And I think that's really great because black and white goes with anything. So that's a fun thing. And then going quickly into the next one, which is metallic. I've actually never had anything metallic before, like shoes-wise. So I don't know how I'd feel about that. I could probably try it and see what I could pull off with that. But other than that, nothing in particular. So yeah. Okay. Into our next thing. This is Michelle Fawn. And if you don't know who Michelle Fawn is, um, this is kind of like our inspirational thing of the day, which is kind of cool to think about too and just hear because sometimes people will be like, oh, well, it's not going to be interesting. This is pretty interesting. At least to me it is. So hopefully you'll enjoy it too. But Michelle Fawn, she actually does um, makeup videos on YouTube. And she started this, I think a few years ago. It hasn't been too long ago, maybe like three years ago but don't quote me on that. That's just an estimation. So basically she grew up in like a household that didn't have a lot of money. She was struggling. Um, She had a lot of like issues just growing up because she really didn't have like the same bed every week or every few weeks. And she needed to support her family. Like as she grew up, she was a struggling waitress and she didn't even get enough tips because of just how her job was going. Like it didn't, progressively go right and to her she was like man you know it's been so rough and then she moved a lot to different states because of the finances that she was struggling with and what had happened is one day she went to school and stuff and she got made fun of a lot so like how she would take her mind off of that would be drawing and she was extremely gifted in drawing so that's like one of the good things that came out of it so by the time that she graduated high school she was able to get accepted into an art college so all of that drawing really kind of got her there to college and they accepted her so She was trying to raise at least $12,000 to go to college. And if you know what the college prices are now, that's like remarkably low compared to today's prices because books are very expensive and I'm sure they were back then as well. But just like now you can literally pay like $800 for a book. Like it's crazy extensive, but it's a necessity though for whatever course that you're taking. But so she got a MacBook through like the program after getting accepted in the college and going through that every student got a MacBook and she got one and she had always been a big fan of makeup but never really of course had the again the finances to do so so she would stock up on like 75 cents drugstore makeup products and whenever they had a sale and that's kind of how she started like getting into it and then come to find out like she made her first YouTube video there and on that MacBook and with the help of her little products that she accumulated over time. And she thought, okay, I'm just going to put this video out on YouTube and see what people think about it because she thought it was very interesting and she had always seen people do it as well. So she said, let's just see if I can take a shot at it. So she did, and about three weeks later, her very first video got 44,000 views on YouTube. And she was like, huh, this isn't bad at all. So she ended up continuing that process of putting more videos on and seeing what other people would like to see her do so maybe that's a different look or if that just shows you know what she's doing and how she can do it as like a struggling schoolgirl, really and come to find out like after so many years of struggling and just like posting small youtube videos here and there she found out that wow 
YouTube and like all the advertising that is going on with the videos and stuff, she was getting paid just as much as she was as a waitress. So she quit her job as a waitress and her boss was like, you know, you're crazy because you say that you're having financial hardships and you're just going to quit all of a sudden. And she says, yeah, I can take a chance at it. And she said, I think I'll be okay because she was living off of, you know, what she was making anyways. So she ended up quitting her job and continuing to make videos so she finally made 200 videos and after 200 videos she was doing so well and she had so many views and compliments that her channel was so successful that google offered her a million dollars to create 20 hours of content and it was like an incredible incredible opportunity for her because now she wasn't struggling anymore with a million dollars because she was able to go ahead and use this as a platform to lift off something that she was passionate about and then of course to help her her parent which is her mom that she grew up with and her brothers and sisters so from that point on she told her mom like you're never gonna have to work a day in your life again because I can pay you back from all the hardships and everything and help you out and go ahead and do this so they were very fortunate enough to do that and now she has the opportunity to create her own makeup line so that just goes to show that like no matter if you like have a hardship at one point, it's not that it's not going to get better. It just means that things are challenging at times and that's an obstacle. But then after the obstacle, you're free to try to do something that you love to do as anybody else, no matter your finances or, you know, your skill level, because everything is possible. So that was just a cool thing to share because I think it's great when people do that, though, because in a sense, you know, you're always going to want to do something, but then some people, like, we just get so scared to try something out, and really, we're just missing an opportunity, because if you, it's not that you fail at something, but let's say it doesn't work out quite the way that you planned at first, then that's the reason why you try again, so that's a good way to put it, so I like that a lot. Okay, and then going into some more, like, fashion and stuff from, um, glamour magazine so they call this beauty from the glammies so i'm gonna go ahead and tell you a little bit about some of the products that they recommend and there's some dupes for that and if you know what a dupe is it's basically just like a a budget item for that same exact purpose or use and to start off before i start about this i'm going to tell you because there is a um, what do you call it? It's like a skin reg- regimen and it's for you to kind of like clear up your skin and kind of keep your skin in good health. And I've tried everything from like Clarisil to Cetaphil and other things, but nothing ever seemed to work. But then my producer Bruce told me about um, Shackley's skin regimen and I did it. And honestly, I can say that I've never... I've never had my skin in better shape before. And I thought that was a good thing to bring up, though, because I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, seriously, I can't live without it. And a funny story that I was telling Bruce. So going on the way to Orlando, something happened to, like, the little top of the bottle or something. Like, I don't know. I just couldn't explain it, really. But I put the cap back on because I was like, no, it'll be okay. When I got to our hotel and we started unpacking, that was one of the first things I started unpacking was, like, my toiletries. And it exploded in the bag. I was so devastated. Like I was extremely devastated. And you're probably like, it's a cream. Like how devastated could you? I was just devastated. Like it was 
to me, I was like, this is such a waste. You know, it went all over my bag when I could have used it. And it was just crazy because in the moment, I was just like completely involved in that. But to make a long story short, I will be continuing to use this for a very long time. And I would recommend it to anybody else. So definitely check it out. Because like Bruce told me, and a great thing to quote is, you know, the best base for makeup to enhance your features is your skin and you can do that through skin regimens such as the regimens from Shackley so that's a good one and I I approve (laughs) I approve so I would definitely recommend it okay well going into the best blush they say um, from like a specialty store they have NARS powder blush and they say that like it's so nice and then the colors are great but then a good dupe from the drugstore is CoverGirl's Cheekers blush. I've heard so many good things about that and I've never actually tried it before. So they say that one's a good one and it's $4.50 so it's a good dupe for that from the high-end ones and then they have the best eye treatment products they have from a specialty store Clinique all about eyes and that one is a good like miracle cream they said for um, under eye circles and puffiness and wrinkles and then they have one from the drugstore which is Garnier's um, skin renew anti-puff eye roller so for $13 so that one's good too I've actually never tried that one before but I would have to try it sometime as well and then the best mascara is Maybelline New York's Great Lash Mascara. And they said that this one's a nine-time winner. And that one's a good one as well. I've actually heard so many good things about that. So many people actually use it. But I've never got into it either. So that's another thing I'll have to try out. And then a good one from a specialty store is Benefits Their Real Mascara. And I actually did get to try that because I went into Sephora for my birthday. And I was doing some shopping. And they give you a birthday like gift and that was in it and I was like oh this is so cute you know just something nice so that was a good one too but anyways moving on (laughs) I know it's kind of funny just because like going into everything that I've tried I've learned so many things from like products to like skin regimes and everything that you could ever think of so it's kind of nice just to do that sort of thing well anyways let's go into some of our Emmys talk and um actually we're not going to do that yet I know I just kind of psyched you out there I'm sorry but (laughs) I promise we'll get to it but let's take a break for now I'm Maddie Rose and you're listening to the fame game join kid chef Eliana for cool kids cook Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you met Catherine the Grape? She may be a lot like you. She likes sports, singing songs, having fun, and taking adventures with her friends. She especially loves to make new friends like you. Tune in each week to Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour, hosted by Madeline, and discover about how you are magical, colorful, and love. 
You will learn, laugh, and feel welcome with Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Heard every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Be inspired to ripple loving kindness throughout the world with your friends at Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Awesome and loving You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Hey, and welcome back to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and let's continue our not-yet-started conversation, but gladly introduced one um, for the Emmy Awards. So, sorry I kind of psyched you out there. You know, I was like, let's go into it. And then I was like, wait a sec, you know what? We should take a break. I'll be right back. (laughs) And I'm back now. So, to kind of talk about the Emmy Awards, you're probably... Um, still asking that same question, you know, is this just something that you are interested to talk about today to us? I don't even know how to place that sentence. I can't talk today. Somewhat. You're probably like, that's a lie. You're talking all the time. (laughs) But anyways, so yes, to answer your question, if you were wondering, I'm talking about the Emmy Awards today for a not so random reason. And the reason that's not so random is because I'm actually going to have the opportunity. I know, like, big, excited face right now. (laughs) Um, I actually get to go to the Emmy Awards um, this upcoming weekend. And I'll get to kind of be a little bit of a radio interview right there. So we're bringing the radio with us. Very exciting. And this is Kid Star's fifth time being at the Emmy Awards. And it's not the Primetime Emmy Awards, and that's something that I want to clear up because the Primetime Emmy Awards are the ones where um, they're awarding lots of like the celebrities, like the actresses and actors and on-screen talent. But I'll be doing the creative arts part of it, which is basically the people that help behind the scenes. But even that you're probably like, oh, well, that's kind of a bummer. It's not really a bummer, though, because the people that produce your shows, like, of course, the people that are on the show they're probably going to support them as well so I have faith that it'll be like that and people said in the past you know that it's just as great because everybody likes to come along and support it which I think is a really nice part about it because then it kind of I don't know it generates a lot of great feedback on their end for that but either way I'm super excited though because I know it's so close and it'll be a lot of fun because I've never gotten to go to the Emmy Awards before this will be my first time doing anything like that so Yay! Bucket list checked off. One thing. <laughs> One thing checked off. And speaking of bucket list, I know I'm getting off topic, but surprise. <laughs> but um, I made a bucket list just randomly the other day. I felt like I wanted to, like, just something. I was just like, man, I really need to write some of these things down, you know? Not that you forget about your goals or anything, but sometimes, like, being the visual person that I am, you want to see it. You know, and then when you get to it, check it off. And then you're like, man, accomplished. (laughs) So, um, yes, I'll share that with you one day, though, when in our future shows, I'm sure I'll find a place to do that random or not so random or related or whatever the case may be. So anyways, back into the Emmys. So Emmy Awards, of course, they're awarded for excellence in television and it's here in the United States. And the first awarded Emmys were actually in 1949. So it's actually not too far off, but it's definitely been something that's been very known in the U.S. and has been a big thing for us. I'm sure we all watch the Emmy Awards on TV, or at least I try to keep up with it, you know, because they have so many different awards. There's the Emmy Awards, the Golden Globes, the Oscars, and 
I'm sure you can name a whole bunch of other ones as well. But the Emmys fall into that, those places, of course, because we award our on-screen talent. So an Emmy Award, or simply an Emmy, recognizes excellence in the television industry and actually corresponds to the Academy Award, which goes for film. And there's the Tony Awards for theater and the Grammy Awards for music. So there we go. I just kind of hopefully listed those out. So I think that's super cool because... It's, it would be like a dream to, of course, attend any of those award shows. But at the same time, like, can you imagine getting to be there for those purposes, like for film, for theater and for music? So I can understand the reasoning behind why so many people are so excited about things like that, because, of course, it's a big thing and it's very it's very much an honor. But it's nice to kind of look at each of them and be like, wow, there's an actual award for each and every like category when once you split them up, because many times we'll look at television, we'll be like, oh, television kind of interclines with, you know, theater and music and things like that. But in reality, they're completely separate in a sense, too. So it's very nice. And hopefully I'll be able to put another one of those things on my bucket list to do. So we'll see about that. But future. (laughs) So because the Emmy Awards are actually given in various sectors of the American television industry, they're presented in different annual ceremonies. So they do have the primetime Emmys and the daytime Emmys. And of course, like I said, the creative arts section and the primetime section. And I'm sure it goes into a whole bunch of other categories as well, because I know they have like um, honoring national sports programmings, the national news and documentary shows, national business financing reports, and technological and engineering achievements in television, just to name a few of those, because I'm sure there's a whole bunch. Like, honestly, because I was interested and curious, because they do have the nominations up for the creative arts section, and I was looking for it on Google last night, and I clicked on it, and I'm like, oh, okay. So it says, would you like to download the complete nominations list it was a 48 page nomination list and I went through all of it because I was just so curious so in that sense there's definitely a lot of people that I'm sure are going to be recognized and it'll be excited to actually see the outcome of everything so it is very nice and you know the Los Angeles based Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, which is also known as ATAS, was established the Emmy Awards as a part of an image building and public relations opportunity. So like the actual date of the very first Emmy Awards that were presented was on January 25th, 1949. So that's, of course, the year that we had mentioned. And it was actually at the Hollywood Athletic Club. And it was solely to honor shows produced and aired locally in the Los Angeles areas. And um, the very fun fact, yes, Shirley Dinsdale has had the diction, the distinction, I can't talk right now, I know, it's horrible, (laughs) had the distinction of actually receiving the very first Emmy, and she was awarded for the most outstanding television personality during that first award ceremony. So in history, she was the very first one, which is kind of cool to see how much the Emmy Awards have come and grown throughout the years. Because I feel like that's another thing that we like to look back on. Because it started out as such, not necessarily that it was a small thing, but it wasn't as big and as known as it is today, of course, because that was their very first and they were growing. And the whole concept of what they were going for is really what has been achieved today. So it's nice to look at it in terms of that. Because like with any project that we start, we'll look at it and, you know, it's literally a blank piece of paper. But then by the end of it, it's just like, man... Everything has come together and it's perfect. So 
and just like many ways like even relating it to like my own life and stuff like being with voice america kids like it was an idea that they had at first like just hearing all the stories with it like it was a story that they had and an idea that they wanted to kind of like lift off really and use as a basis for kids and then you know eventually we they put it together which gave me the opportunity to be on there and i'm so thankful that i've been able to be here on the network for three years because i've seen how how much growth the network has been gained and how many new kids have been introduced to it as well so they have like the same opportunity which i love because i like seeing how others react to it too they're like man this is a cool opportunity i'm like sure is I'm so excited <laughs> still after three years. <laughs> so it's been nice and it's been fun. But just like going into like the primetime Emmys itself, um, they said that the primetime Emmys are solely for like presenting and recognition of like excellence in American primetime television and programmings. And the ceremonies are typically held in mid-September. I heard that they usually do the primetime Emmys about a, a week later than the creative arts one so it's not by any means that it's completely separated and they're fairly close to each other and it's the sunday before the official start of the fall television season and it's currently the broadcast in rotation among abc cbs nbc and fox networks and another thing that i just remembered too that i wanted to mention before i go into any more of that so i'll be there at the creative art emmy awards um on september 15th and september 15th is actually the same exact day that miss america is being televised on abc so after you know you know you watch everything and get your inside scoop about the creative arts emmy awards um go ahead and check out miss america and root for you know your favorite state but then again you know there's arizona and my beautiful sister title holder jennifer smith's dad so we're rooting for her definitely but um should be exciting so i'm excited to go more into the emmy awards and kind of what i'm looking forward to but for now let's take a break i'm maddie rose and you're listening to the fame game you can't change the political system in our country well one host is doing that and started at age 13 Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Hey, and welcome back to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and let's continue our final segment. I know, I can't believe it. I was talking so much in the last segment that by the time I had my little note card that was like, okay, time to take a break, I was like, what is this? (laughs) What is this? I've only been talking for like two minutes, but in reality, it was like 10 minutes. Yeah, time flies. (laughs) So... Anyways, going more into like the Emmys and just about the topics of that. I know I was talking about the creative arts Emmys, which I will be attending and being able to, you know, kind of see what it's like on the media and press end. So that'll be cool. Another experience to have. And like they actually do clarify it. They say some award categories presented 
um, really to the behind the scenes personnel, which include like art directors, like I mentioned, costume designers, um, cinematographers, casting directors, and sound editors. And they are the ones who are awarded at the Creative Arts Emmys. And like I mentioned as well, that those are a few days earlier. So there's not a big gap in between, but they just like to kind of separate it and give recognition to each and every group or um, network. So yes, and the primetime Emmys are run and voted on by members of the ATAS. And for most categories, um, members of each of the ATAS branches, because again, there are like categories to everything really to kind of make it easier. They vote around June and they determine the nominees, but only to their respective categories that they have been assigned to. And all members can vote However, the vote for nominations and the best program awards um, are kind of really what they deal with. And then the final voting to determine the winners are held in August. So I just think that's cool because you wonder about that sometime, like who votes on it? Like I know we always get kind of like that people's choice type sometimes in some cases. And we get to see our... um, our opinions on who we think should win that award but most of the time we don't really understand how it all works out because I know it can be a long process and I'm sure that's why they start ahead of time because it does take quite a while especially with being having so many nominees can you imagine having all of those shows being listed and narrowing it down to a 48 page list like just narrowing it down to a 48 page list I'm sure was half the battle but Thankfully, we now have our our running list of nominees. So, yes. And then going into the Daytime Emmy Awards, these are actually generally held in June, and they're presented in recognition of the excellence in American daytime television programming. And the very first daytime-themed Emmy Awards were given out at the primetime ceremony in 1972, but the first separate award show made for Just Like the Daytime was not held until two years after, which is 1974. So I think that's cool because like I mentioned in the beginning of talking about the Emmys, like it has come so far to the point where we started out with simply one award show and then we created a whole bunch of other um, respective categories to award in different ways. Like I said, they have like the sports Emmys, the news and documentary Emmys, um, just about everything from technology and engineering Emmys, regional Emmys. So there's quite a bit I can name off of that. And they have the international Emmys. Look at that. I'm sure we could pick that one out too. And then we also have the college television awards. That is so cool. I mean, there's just, there's something about for everything. So it's nice to kind of see all the differences and what they have to offer each and every category of people, whether that means, you know, you're on television, it has something to do with um, something awards in the college, because it's really nice to kind of see that as well. And everything from like sports to technology, really, as the list had said. (laughs) But other than that, um, what I'm looking forward to at the Emmys is really getting some great interviews because I know with some of the people that are nominated there, for example, I was looking at the nominations list and there was a few that stuck out to me. One of the ones that did was um, American Idol, just because that's a known television show. And not only that, but being the singer that I am, I'm like, ooh, American Idol, look at that just right on that list at the top of that little category. So I looked at it and it says the host was nominated, which is Ryan Seacrest. So I was like, oh man, you know, it's kind of cool just to 
briefly go through it because I mean it is 48 pages so I was skimming but when things catch my eye I'm like okay scroll back up (laughs) and then we have to stop and analyze that but really it's so exciting though just because I want to get some great interviews I just want to see what it's like to have that feeling of being nominated as well as what it would like to what it would be like there we go (laughs) can't talk again um what it would be like to actually like be recognized for that and just overall like how great is it to come that far so I'm sure that'll be very close to some of my questions that I ask but it'll be very fun and like the whole feel of the Emmy Awards I feel is very formal and elegant and it's it's exciting overall so it'll be nice because what we see on TV is really I'm sure going to be presented in every aspect of that and I know on our end we're definitely going to represent Kid Star and Voice America Kids very well so hopefully we'll get to get some great interviews meet some new people and just have a great experience I'm very confident in that though because this has been a wonderful little opportunity I could take advantage of and I get to go back to California for a few days so it'll be really nice to kind of visit that area because I haven't been there for quite a while now for like half of a year which is not really that long but in terms of just everything I'm like well it's kind of like a nice little vacation (laughs) for a day which I'll accept but anyways going back into um our featured song of the week I absolutely love this song of the week I was just telling everybody I'm like this is like my theme song (laughs) I know you're like Maddie didn't you tell us in a previous show once that you had another theme song yes I did but I have a new theme song now as well and this one's called Roar by Katy Perry it's been blasting on the radio it's been so popular and I'm sure it's on the billboards I haven't actually checked the hot 100 billboard but um i'm pretty positive because i've heard it every time i come in the car so i'm sure but i absolutely love that song and i just love the message because it's really showing everybody that you know you can be yourself and no matter what happens in life um stay strong and be the person that you are so i love that song and hopefully i'll be able to one day you know do a cover of that or something of that sort so we'll see maybe make a video with it but i hope you enjoy it but again thanks so much for joining us you have been listening to the fame game i'm maddie rose and this show has been produced by kidstar for the voice america kids radio network thanks for listening and we'll be with you again next week bye
again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm, and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone, Dave Farther, with I Sneeze in Threes. I sneeze in threes when I smell pepper. It's not a disease. It makes me feel better. I have an issue So pass me a tissue I'm getting all teary But not cause I'm sad I sneeze in threes From mild irritation It's from allergies Which leads to frustration Prescribe antihistamine Or bravo with Listerine Maybe it's pollen Maybe it's cats Some days freeze the breeze No worries, nothing to be feed about
Farmer, Mr. Saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org.